Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode number 15. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and we this podcast is an extension to the online church that I operate and preach in as pastor. Um, God's put this podcast on my heart to help share with the world, just like the regular online um service that we do have um i had the privilege this week to go to the harbor church in ecourse michigan and share the word of god as their 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 guest speaker um this week and that was shared as our online services this week i thank god that they gave me a you know a chance a plan of letting me do that there and i like to thank them tremendously it was a good time i loved it i had a good time in the lord and i had a good time ministering the word of god to them and their online presence because they go online too their services <clears throat> so I like to thank them for for that um, today's podcast we're going to be looking at like we have been our Bible study on faith Hope and courage in the changing times. During this pandemic times, there's been a lot going on. And we're coming uh, two episodes. This one and one more left with this study. Um, with this. And we're going to talk about that part of the study today. It's called As Is. And we'll be coming from Colossians 3.13. And then I got like um, four thoughts I want to share with you about this as is thought. Then we're going to do our prayer request time. We have a list of prayer requests that we're going to uh, pray for. You guys that do a regular listening with me know that this regular list is got quite a few names on it today. Um... But God knows and will take care of the needs when the time comes and we'll keep praying for those. For God Teaches Us in a Different Way segment, um, we're going to be sharing on the subject, God's Gift, God's Way. And it's coming out of a... Um, a a weekly journal of practice, practical Christian living. It comes from a Sunday. It's a Sunday school escort that my mother-in-law got before she died, and the church, her home church, sent it to her because she wasn't able to go because of her health. So they sent it at home for her to go over. But she gave it to me, and because she was on hospice at the time, and she. 
just wanted to enjoy life. She set her peace with God. She was with God. So she didn't want to start something she said she didn't want to finish. She didn't want to leave this world with something unfinished. So she she prayed. She still sang. She listened to me do the online broadcast that I do from the house. And um, so she still worshipped the Lord. But she didn't want to get into a study and leave it undone. So she handed that stuff over to me. And God is using it to help us. Me and you guys that are listening regularly. Um... Then we're going to have our closing remarks. Okay. So, let's pray. And let God help us with what we need to do during this time. Hallelujah. God is good and he's good all the time. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We ask you to take a coal off the Evans altar and anoint these slips of clay. I just ask you, Lord, whatever we said here is said and done. Let it be what you want. Everything that's said here, from the Bible study, the prayer time, and even the other story that we're going to God teaches us in a different way that we're going to be sharing. We just ask you let it all come together and come out the way you want it to do and help us. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Alright. If you got your Bibles with you, or your Bibles on your devices, or what God is giving you to do, I want you to go to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians. Chapter number 3. And we're going to start in verse 1. Just because... As a pastor, we need to get the full background of the whole chapter. Um, but th verse 13 is going to be what we're going to be looking at. And this, again, this is Paul writing this letter to the Corinthians, the Colossians. Okay? It says, If ye then be risen from Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornicators, uncleanness, inordinance, affections evil conspiracies and covenances and which is idolatry for which things take the wrath of God for which things take the wrath of God cometh off the children of disobedient in the way he also walks sometimes when he lives with 
in the in which ye also walk sometimes when ye live in them but now ye also put off all these th things anger wrath malice blasphemy filthiness communication out of your mouth lie not lie not one to another seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of that created him where there is neither Greek nor Jew circumcising or uncircumcising barbarians Cyrenians bond nor free but Christ is all in and in all put on therefore as the elect of God holy beloved bowels of mercy bowels of mercy kindness humbleness of mind meekness and long-suffering now before I read verse 13 because it's the key verse what we're saying here God wants us to take the old man the sinner man before we ask Christ into our heart and throw it away the evil that we done and take on these new things alright and verse 13 starts what we should what we need to do well first, verse 12 the, the, let's go back to verse 12 put on therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved bulls of mercy kindness humbleness of mind meekness long suffering forbearing one another and forgiving one another if the man have a quarrel against any even as Christ forgave you also do ye and above all these things put on the charity which is in the bond of perfectness all right back to 13 again forbearing one another and forgiving one another if any man have quarrel against any even as Christ forgave you also do ye so what that the same that verse is saying if there's quarreling between us between us Christians between our families between our friends between per people in the churches it's time for us to let it go forgive like God forgives and move on all right now that's what that verse is telling us here now I named this this Bible study I'm called as is because that's what's marked on the page but let me tell you something Saints if you went to a store you ever seen that sign or you buy a car or you buy things from a garage sale or, or this that there's a thing or you go to a store like I was saying and buy clearance out items or stuff that they're on sale and they're not going to be it says on there as is in other words when you get home if you didn't look at that going to have cracks in there or maybe something's broke or something's dented or something's not quite right with it. 
you bought it as is and you can't bring it back and get your money back. And that's the same with a used car. If it's as is, you can't get your money back. All right, in court because it was an as is item unless someone gave you a warranty. But most times that doesn't happen. All right. Now, as Christians, we come under the category as is. You might be saying, Pastor Ron, what are you talking about? What do you mean I come under the category as as is? The reason you do is because we are damaged goods. Alright? Because of the sin of Adam and Eve. Now, if you noticed, I put Adam's name in first and I said Eve. I linked them together. Because, like I was preaching about yesterday at that at Harbor Church in um, e-course yesterday, I was talking about a little bit almost the same subject, partly about Adam and Eve. And they both had the decision to make, and they both decide to eat of the fruit and sin. And because of that, we are damaged goods, because sin lives in our lives. Alright? Now, because of the sin in our lives, and before we might have came to God, we made some decisions that probably could hurt our lives. Some might have got into alcohol. Some might have got into pornography. Teenagers might have got into premarital sex. Or people might just be having sex. But let me tell you something, saints. We are damaged goods because of some of this stuff. It might not be necessary sex. It might not be necessary drinking. It might not be necessary doing drugs. It, there's a lot of things that can mess up our life. We could be going stuff against the law. You could be stealing. You could be lying. You could be beating up people. You could be doing things. There's a number of things that could ruin our life. The ruin the product that we are that God made. Okay? But the main thing is, is the sin that live in our life. And why we do some of the things that we do is because of the sin that is in our lives that influences us. Alright? So God had a plan to kind of fix this as-is deal. All right, He sent his son to die on the cross of Calvary for us. He made a way for us to go to God and ask for forgiveness. But like I said yesterday, so some of the bad decisions that we made in our life, there are consequences. Some of those consequences are Parents and kids not getting along anymore. 
Some of those consequences is brothers broken up because of of a girl that they both liked. Consequences of dealing having drugs on you and going to prison for it because they thought they they thought you were dealing drugs. Drinking, getting DBOIs and making you lose your license or maybe you killed somebody on the road because of your drunk driving. You get my point? There's consequences that we may have to follow through. Sometimes the consequences go to a little bit of slap on the wrist when it comes to God. Because God is the influence of this world. God's got Christian, his people, all over this world. So sometimes we get off, get lucky, and we get off with a little smack on the hand. All right? But sometimes you have to live the consequences all the way out. But the point of this is where as is deals. And if we accept God, okay, ask him into our hearts and lives, that's where it ends for God. He forgave you. He threw those as is things as far as the east from the rest. And he moved on with you. But, but, as we read in verse 13, some people in the earth likes to harbor resentment, likes to harbor unforgiveness against the people that hurt them, and not fix things. All right? And we also got to remember, we also are a work in progress, okay? Every single person that serves the Lord and every single person that don't serve the Lord, we are a work in progress. And most of the things that we are a work in progress is will take most of our life with God to straighten out. We got to realize that no one is perfect but our Lord Jesus Christ. All right? Now, second, we got to accept people the way they are. Because people can't help the way they are because of influence that happened in their life. Some are mean, some are happy. Some are nice, some are deceiving, some are this or that. But if God is in their lives as Christians, God is telling us through verse 13 of Colossians, we need to accept them where they are and forgive them. And how can we do that is by focusing on what their strengths are, who they are. Are they a giving person? Do they help? Do they try to go to church? Do they try to serve God? Do they try not to hurt people anymore? See, we've got to focus on the things that are strong in their lives. And that's what we need to remember who they are and not what they do. God's given me a special talent to look at somebody and see the person who they really are. No matter 
how bad it hurts. Now, have I been hurt? Yes, I have. I've been hurt within the last couple weeks. But you know what? God shows me that person that hurt me. Hurt me bad in the last, actually, I say four weeks. And hurt me bad. God showed me that person's, who that person where he is. And this person's got a loving heart. But this person also can be vindictive. But I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to do it. And when I got hurt, I went to God. You know, I started complaining. I started mind, you know, grumbling and everything. But God came to me and said, you got to put this in check. And you got to put it behind you. And I did. Alright? But let me tell you something. The devil still brings it up. But that's when the devil comes and brings it up. You need to look at the devil and say, Hey, uh-uh. God told me I need to forgive this person. And I have. And I'm not going to listen to you anymore. And I throw that back to the seed of forgetfulness of east and the west. Because God don't need to know about this. And I'm not even going to pray about it anymore. But what we do need to do is pray for the weaknesses that they are struggling with. Because if they are truly Christians, God has got them working on those situations. But instead of knocking them down, instead of yelling at them, we need to pray for them. Hold them up in prayer. And I I don't know, that might be a thing where you pray for them. But it might be a thing that maybe you should pray for them from a distance. But the thing is, you need to hang around them. need to let them know that they you got their backs. And the way we do that is by looking at the things they're strengthened in. And help them pray for the things that they're not strengthened in. Alright? That's the key. But we got, just like the Bible tells us. We got to take the beam out of our own eye before we can take it out of another person's eye. See, let's put the shoe on the other foot. You might be having a problem with a person, but what kind of problems are they dealing with with you? Your weaknesses. See, if we all learn to come together and pray for each other, and help each other in our weaknesses and not hammer down on them but to try to get through by remembering who they really are in their strengths and in their life God will bring us through to victory and there would be less hate and violence and arguing in this world I'm not saying it would totally go away because there's sin in this world. But this world would become a better place if we learn to look at people's hearts and what they do do and not what they do that is wrong. But pray for them that they do what they're wrong. Hallelujah. So remember, as we're closing this Bible study today, on as is, we're all as is.
and we got to remember that if you're looking at somebody and their thoughts you got three or four people looking back at you so learn to pray for their thoughts by knowing who they really are and forgiving them just like God asked us to oh hallelujah that was a good Bible study so at this time we're going to uh, go to our prayer request segment and I'm briefly going to read the list to you um, my dad and my mom I want to pray for them because my dad he's got an um, aneurysm on his aorta um, and he's still having some trouble breathing they had to give him a new breathing medicine for his oxygen I believe or an inhaler to help him and then my mom she had a little bit of a heart scare but they wanted her to take a heart calf but her heart doctor the regular doctor went but the heart doctor didn't want that because it was the last time they did that she had kind of a minor stroke and they want to try to clear it up by medicine they think it's something to do with her hernia that's hiding the concerned thing of her heart just hiding it so they can't see it because they did a Um, they did some kind of um, echogram on her, I believe, and they couldn't see the bottom of the heart like they wanted. Because, and that kind of, you know, scared the regular doctor. But the the heart doctor thinks the aorta, um, the hernia fell a little bit, or esophagus, and it's and she's having pain because the thing's hitting her heart. And they think that's what the problem is, but it's hiding that bottom of the heart. So they're trying to do it with medicine. And if, if things don't get increased with that, then they're going to go in and um, do what they got to do. With the stress test or heart cath and all that. But they're trying to avoid that. Margaret Baker, which is my cousin, she lost her mother about a couple months ago just like I my we lost our mother-in-law I think we lost our mother-in-law before her the day of the funeral is the same day Margaret's mother died she's having trouble with the loss so we need to pray that God's with her and strengthen her she believes in God um, our friend Lloyd that lives on our street he has cancer but his immune system is almost totally non-existent but he said he is feeling better and I believe that because we've been praying for him um, my my friend Sean he's like a brother to me he's a brother from another mother he has an unspoken he is now clear of COVID he goes back to work tomorrow but his wife and I just got this update before I went on the air. Is about the same, he said. But God can still touch and heal her. So we're going to pray for her. And their son has been 
completely didn't get it safe from it. God took care of that. Um, I want to pray for my brother-in-law Paul and the estate things that we're going through. Um, pray that God guides him. He's not really, he was a believer before, but he's walked away from God. But we want God to influence what God wants. Now with, you know, the way God does for the estate to be fair and open and taken care of. Um, and for us too, that God would take care of us too through this, this time. Then I want to pray for my friend Paul in Georgia, two different Pauls, and his kids started um, kindergarten, pre-K, kindergarten, and I got to get back with him. Hope maybe I can get back with him today or tomorrow. I'm not sure, but we do. I do need to get an update on it. But I can. His back is doing better, but we're still going to pray for his back because he got to do therapy, and we want to pray for his kids is safe because he's worried about coronavirus getting into school and and stuff. Um, then I want to praise report on my cousin. She had, um, Heather had, uh, Lori's, um, my cousin Lori's Weaver's daughter, Heather, had to have, she, um, something with, she had breast cancer. She, they noticed, they went inside and they believed they got all the cancer. But they did have to take part of the inside of her breast. Um, it wasn't the outside. They didn't have to, you know, chip things away from the outside. But it is a little noticeable. So we had to pray that, you know, that she understands that, you know, her life is safe. And a little bit of physical... Looking this different was worth that. They did get all the cancer, and she was only in the hospital, I think, about a day and a half. And she was released to go back to her group home. And the way I understand, she's supposed to go down back to her regular, be able to, I don't know, she's going to have to be careful with what's going on. But she's going to be able to come down and see her mom Thursday, I believe, and stay through the weekend. Because she lives in a group home. And they send down. But I want to praise God that Heather got taken care of. And I'm kind of taking her off the list now. Because she's going to be okay. God's in there. I was, asked, I was told by her mother, Lori, to take her off the list. Um, I found out about Sam and, and Robin. Sean and Dad. My friend Sean I was talking about earlier. Like the brother from another mother. That's his his parents. His dad is doing great. Better. I guess he just got he got COVID too. But he just has the cough. And he hasn't got really any worse. So I praise God for that. Um There's a Teresa Reaver, she's my cousin's, where well, I went to go preach yesterday at his church. He's the pastor of that church, the senior pastor. His wife and him um, experienced COVID. They got out of their quarantine. 
um, I believe it was Friday or Saturday, she was rushed to the hospital because of her coughing, but they found out she had ammonia with it. But they're both over COVID now. It's just she has to deal with the uh, the ammonia stuff now. They've both been cleared of COVID. They went through their quarantine. Um, they first day back to church in two weeks yester yesterday. Um, she still came, but she had ammonia. That's all she has left from what's going on. There was no COVID, you know, in the church. They were able to come back. They were cleared and told they could come back. And, but now I want to pray for them too, for their strength to come back too. Because, you know, that COVID takes a toll on you. I haven't had it, and I'm not looking to get it. But I've watched people close to me get it. And... Not watch physically because you can't be there, but I've heard the stories and, you know, it is a terrible thing. In fact, my cousin Fred said yesterday that he told me when he got it, and he would, when he got it, and they were vaccinated. When he got it, he said he didn't know if he was going to live or die. He told me that, told me and my wife that. But you know what? God healed him. He's still here. He still has got something to do for the Lord. His wife's been healed too. See? So people can come on the other side of this. They were vaccinated. And that's a good thing for the people. They were vaccinated. They might have had a rough time of it. But the vaccine helped, I believe, helped them get over it where they didn't have to go. Where they didn't die. Or... Um, or anything. God was helping them too. God was the main thing helping them. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray for all of these. And then we're going to go into our last segment. And I think we're running a little behind on time. But that's okay. God takes some days long. Some days he wants short. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up my... Dad James Weaver to you right now in the name of Jesus. I just ask you right now to go inside to his body. You are the great the, the physician. You are the great architect of these bodies. Lord, you know exactly what's causing this aneurysm. I just ask you right now to go through and stop whatever the thing is causing this aneurysm. Don't let it grow. I just ask you to straighten his aorta. And Lord, I ask you to be with this medicine that they put her on. For my mom, her name is Lord Lee, I just ask you to touch and heal her what's going on. And where she gets to the point where she can get her esophagus and stuff fixed like it needs to be fixed. I ask you to be with my cousin Margaret and where as she's grieving for the loss of her mother. Lord, let her let her feel your presence as she's going through the stuff in the house and taking care of things. And Lord... I ask you to be with Lloyd, Lord. I ask you to take this cancer away. I ask you to build up his immune system and let everything go the way you want. And Lord, I lift my brother Sean up to you. He's like my brother from another mother. I ask you to be with the unspoken. And Lord, from what I heard, part of that unspoken happened. 
Hallelujah. But Lord, I just ask you to continue to be with that unspoken, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to continue to be to protecting Sean and Philip now because of the coronas that's still in part of the house. But Lord, they Sean is uh got over it and I pray thank God for that and I thank God that you kept Philip little Philip safe. But Lord, I just ask you to be with Sean's wife Becky and I ask you to continue to touch and heal her, Lord. And Lord, you are the great physician. You are the great architect. You can reach down in that body where that coronavirus is. Take it out and throw it away. Hallelujah. Touch and heal her, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with my brother-in-law, Paul. And with the decisions that he's got to make with the estate, Lord. And we just let us all work together in harmony. And let us all work together peacefully for everything to work out the way you want it to work out, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with my friends, Paul and Georgia, Lord. I ask you to continue to touch and heal his back, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with this kid and keep him safe. Put a hedge protection around all these kids in Georgia and around the country and around the world. And keep these kids safe from COVID, Lord. And let them have good times at school. And Lord, I ask you to be with Sam Messer, which is my friend Sean, his brother from another mother as you be with Sam and his coughing because he does have COVID too but he just has the coughing continue to protect Robin so she don't get COVID and then Lord I ask you to be with the recovery of, of my cousin um, Fred and his wife Teresa Weaver of the church that they pastor and they let me go speak at yesterday I just ask you to continue this COVID recovery give them their strength back and everything go the way you want it to go for them go inside and strengthen them Lord we ask you all this in Jesus name Amen and Amen we got God's gift to God's way and we're doing the God teaches us in different ways segment and this is a true story by Laura L. Bradford it's called God's gift God's way what a delight the Lord had given me someone to nurture in faith a, a woman young enough to be my daughter I often often seen the single mother of two girls when I passed her apartment during my daily walks. I first was just exchanging hellos as I passed by. One day the young woman looked up looked so worried and I stopped to ask if she was okay. No I'm not she said blinking away tears. The new landlord is evicting me. He just bought this apartment building and wants to raise the rent so I can't afford it. But where will I go? Everything's so expensive anymore. After talk, taking time to comfort the young woman, I promised I'll be praying for her because 
I know what it's like to face financial challenges. I'm a widow, but Jesus always takes good care of me. Thank you so much for caring, she said, reaching out to give me a hug. By the way, my name is Heather. I'm Laura, I said, hugging her tightly. The next day that followed, the Lord frequently reminded me to pray for this young neighbor. Weeks later, I was passing Heather's apartment when she dashed out the door to catch up with me. The new landlord decided to let me stay, she said, grinning boldly. He also raised the rent a little so that the girls and I won't have to move. Praise God, I said, raising my arms in victory. Pray the Lord would help keep you just like he always helped me. He gave me everything I need and more. Hmm, she said, I'm surprised God answered your prayer for me. I don't go to I don't go to church not anymore. My mother made me go to church when I was a kid, but I hated it. There were so many rules and to follow. It made God seem mean. I'm sorry you had that experience, I said. My church is nothing like that. It's loving it's a loving family and got to go. Heather interrupted, hurrying away. I should check on my girls. The sudden departure made me think she wanted nothing to do with me or my God. But as I sprang arrived, as spring arrived, I started hearing Christian music coming from Heather. Open window. One day she was outside her daughter, and she stopped me and asked, "Could we?" get together sometime and talk about Jesus I was about to stunned I was about stunned and thrilled at the same time during the weeks to come I not only got to share the good news with her with Heather I got to answer many of her questions about Christianity because of the her hunger to grow in Christ every few days we either meet at her house, or she comes to mine to be trained in the faith. Over time, I learned of the mercies which had turned Heather back to God. After rejecting the Lord in her youth, she married an abusive man who recently left her. He also She also suffers from numerous health problems which forced her to quit her job. And one of the little girls had challenging special needs. As I poured out my pity on Heather, one day she said, Laura, I don't need your sympathy. I just need your prayers. I know why all this is happening. I felt God reaching out in love to me and urging me to go to church, but I keep pushing him away. It stunned me to think Heather already had the ability to discern the Lord's voice. And yet, from our visits, I realized that her words were true. I seemed the resistance in her, in her and suspected that she wasn't willing to totally surrender to the Lord. Not yet. So I prayed and I prayed. 
as I did, the Lord opened numerous opportunities for me to spend time with Heather. When her car broke down, it gave me a great delight to drive her and her girls where they needed to go. Since my only child and his young family lived a thousand miles away, interacting with Heather girls satisfied a grandmotherly longing deep in my heart. Intensely after Heather and I spent weeks talking about Christian faith. She began to recognize that every challenge she faced was drawing her closer to the Lord. She even told me that late one night as she, she pled for God's help, she felt him reach out and touch her, assuring her of his presence and love. Following that divine encounter, once again Heather surprised me by saying, Someday I'd like to go to church with you, but after my experience as a child, I'm not ready just yet. Could you arrange for me to meet your pastor and his wife so I can ask them some questions before I go to your church? Trying to hide my excitement, I calmly said, I'll see what I can do. As soon as I knew when my pastor and his wife would be free to meet Heather, I sent her a text listen, listing her available times. Their available times. And... In answer to my text, she responded, It's okay, I found my direction. I'm not going to your church. I couldn't believe what I read. I groaned to love Heather as if she were my own daughters, and her girls had become like my own granddaughters. By then, I spent months of ministering to the young woman and hoping that someday soon her and her little family would sit beside me in church still staring at Heather's bluntly word text, I asked the Lord to give me the gracious way to answer what I saw as a rejection of both me and my church. After receiving Jesus' peace and inspiration, I brushed away the tears as I text, I just hope we can get together sometime. I love chatting with you. After sending the text, I stared at my phone waiting for an answer. In the silence that followed, I heard the Lord calling, Come away, child, sit with me. As soon as I walked away from my phone, Jesus showed me I'd done exactly what he desired for Heather. I reached out and ministered his love to her. But he also showed me that in the process of ministering to her, I lost my perspective. I began to think he'd given Heather to me as a gift, but he revealed that the op opposite was true. The Lord has sent me as his gift to Heather, an example of his faith she desperately needed. During her time of deep trials, from wandering of Heather's text, I assumed she never con contact me again. But the next day I found a reply s s stating, yes, let's get together sometime. Finally, two weeks after that last text, Heather has finally set a time to meet me. I don't know what that meeting will be bring, 
but I don't I don't know if Heather will continue to receive my Christmas, Christian witnessing or if she rejects it. But this I do know. I've been called to be God's gift to Heather, so I need to let it let go of false assumptions and trust the results to Jesus. He also he alone has the ability to bring through the young woman resistance and save her so oh hallelujah that's what we got to remember she's seen Heather as a gift the God gave her to help but in reality she was Heather's gift God's Heather's gift to her to bring her to him and that's what we are saints we can't lose that perspective God gave us a responsibility to witness and give the gift of him as God opens us to be their, their gift to them but to present his, our gift to them is Jesus in their lives and all we can do is ask what God wants us to do and pray for them and let God work out the circumstances. But sometimes we get emotionally involved. Sometimes too emotionally involved because we care. But it's nothing wrong with that. But we got to remember, we got to let God do the work, not us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God gives a God's gift God's way. God gives the gift to them for of you to bring them into the king share Jesus. And that's the gift that God wants you to give them. Hallelujah. Well, this has been a good podcast today. And I thank God that you joined me. And I hope that you join me tomorrow. And this podcast has been a blessing to you. I encourage you to share this podcast with other people. Let them listen to it with you. And then show them how they can get on and listen to it by themselves. Because, you know, this podcast is designed to meet a dying world. To know Jesus. And help Christians that's living in this world. In these time, tough, tough times that God will help you through his Bible reading. Hallelujah. On that note, i like to say God bless you. And we're going to do our closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, ask you be with us as we go do the things we all got to do today. Let everything go the way you want. And let this message go the way you want. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to thank you for listening. The ones that have been listening. And I like to say God bless you. Take care of one another. Love one another. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. As I said last week. We're going to be doing the podcast Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. The rest, and then the rest of the week. We may be possibly Sundays. But that ain't going to start up right away. We're still working out details for that. But I'll let you know. But right now we're going to be on Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And I like to say thank you. God love you. Be safe. Take care of one another.
God bless you. I'm Pastor Ron, your host for God's Internet Church Podcast, saying see you next time on God's Internet Church Podcast. And God bless you.